0: In '86,
1: Anne M. Martin wrote the first book, what book came of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club, Club.
0: Um, would you consider yourself the host of the show and me your co-host? Absolutely. You were not. We're not just both co-hosts. Yeah. What if I consider myself the host and you the co-host?
1: No. I think
0: we're co-hosts. No, I think you're the host. You you lead the charge, you know? You bring us in, you take us out.
1: I think that we're co hosts with The mo-hosts. <laughs> oh, that was so good. <laughs> um Let's talk about the Babysitters Club.
0: All right, ma'am. Baby Nation Baby Nation. Hi, hi. We need one of those, um, it's like a sort of a sultry female voice speaking over like a phone. Okay. Where it's like, baby nation, and then a woman's like, baby nation. Baby nation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jack, take me in. Hi, hi. Nope, that's not, do you have an intro too?
1: Now you have an intro and an outro? Um, Traditionally, an intro begins by someone saying something and then continuing to talk. Mm. Uh, but that changes when someone interrupts them. <laughs> Message received. Go ahead. Hi, hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club, a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, Tanner Greenring. Ring, <laughs> this I is thought a- I'd bring back
0: my favorite character <laughs> from episode one and two. Yeah. Which is bumbling idiot Tanner
1: Greenring who can't get his cue right. Fan favorite bumbling idiot Tanner Greenring <laughs> who just, when nervous, says his name. <laughs> like a Pokemon. And hopes for the best. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club. I'm Jack Shepard. Hi, hi, and welcome. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club. My name is Jack Shepard and with me is my co-host. Tanner Greenring. The, you got it right, actually. And this week we are talking about book nine in Anna Martin's Babysitters Club series. The book is called The Dawn Ghost. Don and the Spooky Ghost. Nope. It's called The Ghost at Dawn's House. Same thing. Why are these two 30 something year old men reading these books for 12 year olds in the 80s? You're closer to 40 something than 30 something. I'm not. Yeah, you are. I'm not. <laughs> That's inaccurate. Well, it kind of depends on where you put the somethings, yeah. and let's just not. Okay. Um <laughs> the reason that I am reading these books is because when I was a young lad and moved to 30 America years ago, 30 years ago, I hung out with my good friend and cousin, a young lady of the same age who loved these books. Give her first name. Pip. 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 Uh, we Pip. all remember Pip. Pip introduced me to these books. And I love them as well, even though they weren't necessarily for young boys of my age. So I have a, a deep familiarity with these books. Tanner, on the other hand, is it is okay to say? I think so. Tanner is banned from babysitting Yeah, in 49 states <laughs> and Puerto Rico. Yeah. What's the state I'm not banned from? Texas. Ooh. They have weird babysitting bylaws. Yeah. I don't want to speculate about why this is true and frankly it's between you and the state governments it's between me and my god <laughs> it's between you and your god but i i assume that this is this is kind of a way for you to to maybe clear your name get back into the babysitting game find a way to exonerate yourself and... i have
0: no interest in clearing my name those babies know what they did <laughs> <laughs> it's not on me you know innocent until proven guilty yeah so all right. Well, good. And you know what? Any anyone in, t- in the state of Texas needs a reliable <laughs> CPR certified babysitter, 32-year-old man babysitter. Look me up. You got to fly me to Texas? Yeah. Totally
1: up for it though. Was this our first ever real sponsorship?
0: Um, no, but can we talk about our sponsorships <laughs> yes, before please. we get going in the books? Let's. We're in episode 9 now. We got to start making money off this thing, right? The B Jamie Newton as a bee saying hi-hi t-shirts are mm-hmm. not flying off the shelves. No. Nope. Mostly because we haven't made them yet. Nobody's made them. So we've got to start making money off this. Mm-hmm. And I came up with a scheme that I want to run by you. Okay. I This is going to sound like a joke. Okay. But I want to take it seriously. I'm listening, man. I want to enable the babysitters of America, the young, enterprising young women out there who are babysitters. Mm-hmm. I want to give them a voice. Okay. And I want this to be a platform for them to offer their services. So, Babysitters of America, do we have an email address?
1: Yes. What is it? You made it. Oh. I think it's Jack and... I think
0: it's Jack and Tanner at babysittersclubclub.com.
1: Babysittersclubclub.com?
0: Babysittersclubclub.com. Jack and God, that's Tanner. that's going to be hard. Jack and Tanner at com. Babysitters of the world. Email us. And this will be a sort of local radio station feature where you tell us when you're available to babysit, uh, whether you're CPR certified, all that kind of stuff. And we will turn this into a platform for you to go out and find babysitting gigs. So if your name is Mallory and you live in Ronnie Brook, Connecticut, for instance, uh, and you, you want all the young parents in Ronnie Brook to know that you are available from... Uh, Tuesdays through Thursdays, 8 to 10, and also uh, Fridays through Sundays uh, until midnight. And you're great with kids, all that kind of stuff. We're your platform now. So just email us, uh, Jack and Tanner at babysittersclubclub.com, and we'll start.
1: Um, we'll promo you right here and for a limited time only. Yeah. We're going to do these for free.
0: Well, this doesn't solve our money making
1: problem. Then. Yeah, but once people see how successful it is right for individual this is this is hyper local. This right. is hyper local advertising. It's first of its kind. First to market. I guess if there's any babysitters clubs out there too, we can Oh man.
0: We can be a platform for you as well. But we're gonna take a nip out of that old uh yeah. club dues.
1: Ten percent on the back end. Yep. Listen. Yeah. We got a book to talk about. And Ugh,
0: not interested.
1: That's, I do not like that am attitude. A, am I bringing sir? a hot attitude to this? That is not the attitude I like. Yeah. The book is called The Ghost at Dawn's House. Spooky it's Ghost at Dawn's House. The Ghost at Dawn's House. And it has a lot of ghosts in it. <laughs> uh-huh, uh Uh uh-huh. Uh Both real and metaphorical. Okay. And I have a lot of things that I want to say about that. But I thought we might start by summarizing the plot for our listeners who may not have read along with us. Yeah. Um,. Here's what I've got. Are you listening to me? Go ahead. I, actually, you do look like I have your full attention. Yeah, I sat down my Kindle. Yeah. I crossed me my in the fingers eye, and I looked you in the eyes Across this table. I said, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so a family haunted by their past moves to Stony Brook, Connecticut mm-hmm. to start a new life.
0: Yeah. That's it? That's the plot? Everything seems gotcha. to be going
1: okay. Until they begin to be haunted by something else entirely. In this spellbinding horror story, we learn the ghastly truth.
0: Is this a plot summary or like a book review for the New York Times? Some things just
1: can't stay buried. <laughs> the ghost at Dawn's house will chill you. To the bone. Um, To the bone. To the very bone. hit me. Oh, okay, so this is, a little, this is a little segment we like to do where Tanner, I did
0: not even think I needed this week, man. I know I say that every week, but I don't think I need it this week.
1: Yeah, and the segment gets less and less fun every week for me, because you used to be so bad at this, and that's what I liked about it. And honestly, and take this we'll as your one, to, we'll your one compliment from me today, yeah. you tend to be pretty good uh, lately. You, you get them real concise. As soon as I say go, you sound incredibly confident.
0: Well, I actually started reading the books.
1: Oh, that's what happened? Yeah. I was just trying to psych you out. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you 60 seconds. Within those 60 seconds, you Here's I'm gonna do this week. It. Here's what I'm going to okay. do this week. I'm just going to look over my notes, which I took very few of, and use that to guide me through the plot of this oh, book. Oh, God. This sounds like a, a disaster already. Let let me know when you're ready, man, because that you're doing something new. I want you to get comfortable. Go for Tanner. That What does that mean? Go ahead. Okay. Ready? 60 seconds starting. Now, what happened in this book? Uh who's the main character? Dawn. Dawn uh
0: moved to Stony Brook, Connecticut with her parents. Um she uh goes back to California. Um she visits Disneyland Daddy, which is the name of her daddy. Um ugh, gross. Uh
1: that's going to She
0: gonna calls scam. Claudia exotic looking, which I took a note of. Um she called her dad Disneyland Daddy again. I wrote a little uh kind of slanty faced uh Let's go, let's go. Come on. Um everyone has two names. Marianne's Marianne is called Marianne Spear. Ratcatcher is called RC. All right. I'm gonna, um, I'm, gonna
1: I'm gonna call this cuz you only have 10 seconds. No, to... no, no,
0: that's not true. Uh, there's a ghost in there's a ghost in Don's house and it lives in a hallway that <laughs> she finds it's a secret passage. Um and it's not a ghost at all. It's Nikki Nikki um uh whatever the last name is. <laughs> the one who's not the triplet.
1: But why? Why what? Why did you Take your last 10 seconds describing this book that you failed to describe to worry about what the last name of the <laughs> I don't know. Is. I panicked, man. You got
0: me worried. and That was not 60 seconds. That's,
1: I've got one minute on the clock right now. I just hit stop.
0: Also, there's a man in the book called Anus. <laughs> His name is Anus.
1: <laughs> Spelled E-N-O-S. Yeah, Anus should we let's just go through this together because I think we need to get onto the podcast that's a
0: bad way to do that just looking over my notes yeah that
1: was terrible do you want to try do you would you like me to try to sum up the plot here's
0: already did and it was pretentious as usual
1: yeah that's true and then we have one more chance and you fucking blew it
0: I covered the big stuff I got to Disneyland daddy
1: (sighs) what you're talking about is what we're gonna talk about later okay here's a fucking steer the ship captain there's a ghost at Don's house. No. It's just Nikki. There is a ghost
0: at Don's house. Okay. We're buying into this mythology that there's a ghost at Don's house. I think
1: let's let's dive right into this. Okay. There are in my mind four separate ghosts at Don's house. Okay. Depending on which level you choose to read this novel
0: at. Okay.
1: The first ghost I think is a ghost that you will agree with. It's the ghost of Disneyland Daddy. <laughs> Disneyland Daddy. It, do you want to explain what Disneyland Daddy
0: is? Disneyland Daddy, as a child of divorce, yeah, I feel like I'm well-equipped to explain what Disneyland Daddy is. Mm-hmm. Disneyland Daddy is when you don't see your father very often, only a couple times a year. Um, and when you do see him, he's not your father, he's this saccharine facade who's just trying to impress you and make you have a good time by doing things like taking you to Disneyland
1: as Disneyland daddy did with Dawn. Right.
0: Because Dawn does not see her daddy. It hurts saying it. It's like making me choke. Just (laughs) saying the words Disneyland daddy. Yeah. it's That was powerful. No, it's not, it's not choking me up. It's just
1: like, it's catching in my throat (laughs) in this awful way. (laughs) Um, Dawn be, the, begins the book by going to, to California for two weeks to see her dad after what she describes as an acrimonious divorce. She says that? <laughs> I think so. She weirdly starts <laughs> this book by being like, my parents had a divorce and it was acrimonious, so we haven't seen dad all that much. Man, in and, 1987,
0: like a million dictionaries in a million
1: 13-year-old <laughs> girls' bedrooms like flipped over and they're like, acrimonious. What? Well, Ann Martin... Uh, is not one to dumb things down. She goes to California for 2 weeks. She has a really good time, but at the end of it she describes her dad as a Disneyland daddy because mm-hmm. he's so full of guilt that he just throws money at taking them to cool trips to make it all right. And bringing it back to the theme of this novel,
0: Disneyland daddy.
1: Sounds like Alana Del Rey song. It does. <laughs> yeah.
0: In fact, I challenge The Baby Nation. <laughs>
1: B-b-b-b-b-b baby nation baby nation <laughs>
0: <laughs> two make a song parody of Alana Del Rey's song called Destiny Lamp Daddy <laughs> you're all creative people you can do it
1: yeah that sounds I would love that. and if you don't we're going to have to yeah. so please do it cuz ours awful. is not going to be good you haven't heard either of our falsettos yet but Yeah. it's not it's not pretty i mean
0: if you include the bloopers on this
1: one they'll get it yeah. cuz yeah. i
0: was singing to your cat right before we started oh yeah yeah well
1: i probably won't i don't usually i'll do it Disneyland daddy, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, how many times can we say this? Don's dad, Mr. Schaefer, he's yeah, a daddy. real man. He's a real man with a real name. Yeah. But he lives in California. He's a Disneyland daddy. You know who he is to don at her house? The ghost in it. <laughs> I'm just like desperately trying to bring this home. This is this is my first. <laughs> What's the second ghost? What's the second ghost? <laughs> so you so you've given me the big check mark. I can, I can for see it on that one. As sure. Number one yep. ghost. There's a ghost. It's Don's absent father. Yeah. Oh Great. my god. The second ghost is the ghost of Jared Mulray. Sure. That is a ghost that Don. That is the actual ghost. That's the actual ghost.
0: He's a colonial boy. Who refused to move? So, Don got a, a book called The History of Stony Brook, mm-hmm. and she was reading through the last chapter called Legends uh, mm-hmm. and read about this story about this farm, this farmstead in Stony Brook, where they were being forced off the land, these, these growers. Uh, and the, the farmer's son, Jared, refused to leave, loved his home too much. Uh, when they were packing up to leave, they called, Jared, Jared, time to go, and they heard a voice booming from nowhere, from somewhere between the barn and the house, and it said, I'm not going. Oh, God. And they're like, all right, fuck it. Jared's become like a some kind of st- demon specter who haunts these lands. This is
1: something that Don actually read in A History of Stony Brook. Yeah. After she had started hearing all these, like, thumpings and weird noises and moanings in her house.
0: And after she had discovered a secret passage yep. in her home yep. between her bedroom and the barn where a demonic voice might emanate from, yep. saying in an upsetting, gravelly tone. tone. <laughs>
1: I'm staying here. That sounded resigned. <laughs> uh, I'm staying here. <laughs>
0: um. So yeah, that's the second ghost. This is the ghost of this this colonial boy who refused to leave the, her farmstead, which has now just become like a regular house in the middle of Stony Brook, Connecticut. The ghost.
1: Jared Mulray. So you'll endorse that. You'll agree with me. That is the second actual ghost yeah. reading of this book.
0: I, I keep in mind I endorse
1: Disneyland Daddy as well. No, I agree. Okay. I've got I'm two for two. This is rare. I feel like usually you push back. Now you're out you now you're out though. Now you're flying I'm two for flying. two. There are two more. The third ghost in Don's house in yeah. this book is the ghost of Marianne's innocence. <laughs> okay. Hit me. So, last book was called Boy Crazy Stacy. Uh-huh. Right? It was Boy Crazy Stacy. But as Stacy. we know,
0: because we all listened last week, it was really Boy Crazy Marianne.
1: No, I disagree. No, Marianne was
0: pretty boy crazy. She fell in love with that boy, Mark. L- last week, we
1: put this to bed. Tyler, they all have such boring names. Let's not get hung up on what their name... So I don't have to censor myself. <laughs> Let's not get hung up on what their fucking names Whoa!
0: Hey, Whoa! <laughs> We're going to have to put an explicit tag on this one now.
1: Um, <laughs> listen, last week we put this to bed. Stacy was boy crazy. Marianne was boy sensible. That was the binary in this book, and that was the binary that was set up and sanctioned by Ann M. Martin.
0: Yeah, no, I agreed to that last week.
1: And you agreed to it. Uh, it is true that Marianne st- – had a surprising interest in a boy, but it was a boy who she just kind of liked, and they got along with, and they had a lot in common. It was sensible. And it was sensible. It was boy sensible. Stacy was falling in love with every motherfucker. This week, Marianne, she, Marianne lost the plot. a boy crazy. She's
0: boy crazy. She's boy crazy for a boy in the movie Sixteen Candles. Yeah, whose but... his
1: name is something. No, she's boy... So she they want to watch Sixteen Candles and... The boy in Sixteen Candles, which is a real movie, reminds her of a fictional boy. No, I think it's
0: actually a boy in the movie.
1: No way. These names are made up. The boy that she is obsessed with in Sixteen Magazine. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're moving into your favorite segment, Tanner Googles stuff, live (laughs) on audio while we all wait. (laughs) Sixteen. Google stuff that you literally could. Listen, I'm going to <laughs> and I wrote all this down. This is I wrote all this down. Candles. I know who it is. I know the name of the boy. Can I tell you the name of the boy? Yeah. Cam Geary.
0: Cam Geary. Cam
1: G E A R Y. It's not I'm a real crying. person. I'm, I'm looking at the IMDb for 16 Candles. Oh, man. I'm just I'm imagining myself sitting here on the my weekend editing all of this out of the podcast. Don't
0: edit it out. This is good. People love this is pe- everyone's, people everyone love it. This is everyone's favorite segment. Tanner Google's things. Yeah. Um, okay, let me just hit all cast and crew here. Oh,
1: um, let's see, cast. Tanner Googles things while Jack is exasperated. Cam Geary. Gearing. G-E-A-R-Y, for the love of God, it's not a real person. No, not a real person. Okay. Did not appear in the movie Sixteen Candles. All right.
0: Which we agree is a real movie. Oh, um, Beth Ringwald
1: appeared in it, though, who I can only assume is Molly Ringwald's, I don't know, mom. Um, we're getting, we're getting sidetracked here. Let me, let me bring this home. Marianne is in love with a a man. Oh, wow. Is that Beth Ringwald?
0: That's Molly Ringwald.
1: She's looking good these days. Well, that was weird. I was weird. I said, God damn, which is not something (laughs) I would normally broadcast but i was i was genuinely taken aback by uh how uh how well molly ringwald seems to be doing yeah Uh, molly ringwald if you're listening
0: uh (laughs) look us up i
1: don't know uh if you're listening and you are a babysitter yeah right we're willing
0: to advertise your services we will
1: advertise your services on this very podcast for free marianne is in love with this man called Cam Geary that she, yeah. who she sees in Sixteen Magazine. He seems like a heartthrob. I in my mind he's sixteen, but I think that's not necessarily stated in the text here. I think I just kind of. I think
0: th- everyone who appears in Sixteen everyone, Magazine has to be in, sixteen. In
1: my mind, if you're in Sixteen Magazine, you must be exactly sixteen. Yeah, it's years right old. there in the title. I think that's how that works. I think that's why it's so popular with sort of thirteen and fourteen year old girls. So Marianne, in the previous book was boy-sensible, incredibly boy-sensible. Mm-hmm. This book, she's lost the fucking plot. She's obsessed with this dude that she saw in a magazine. She wants to watch 16 Candles because it's got cute boys in it. All she can talk about is boys. This is the normally boy-sensible Marianne who's just kind of losing it.
0: Yeah, she wants to prove that she is now a mature, older woman. Right. I think to impress Cam Newton. And she wants Who? to— yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's right. No, you got it. Who— it's obviously never going to hear about Mary Ann Spear. Right. Um, who's Cam Newton, a football man?
1: His name, Cam Newton is a football man. <laughs> Cam Newton is a, football, is a real football man in real-life America, where I think we are right now. <laughs> hard to tell. It's hard to say. Uh, and definitely doesn't exist in the Babysitter's Club universe, because probably he wasn't born. Cam
0: Newton is a—no, he was probably born. He was probably about Jamie Newton's age. Oh
1: my, <laughs>
0: oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, Jack!
1: Oh my god, that was incredible.
0: Cam Newton
1: is Jamie Newton. Is Jamie Newton? Wow.
0: Oh my god. Oh my god, wait.
1: <laughs> no, don't Google it. Okay. Don't Google it. Let's just it. let's just let's let's believe just, it. Let's just sit in this knowledge right now.
0: American football man.
1: Jam Newton. Cam
0: Cam Newton, it's Newton one letter off. Is Jamie Newton. Newton of Stony Brook, Connecticut, known uh, B
1: <laughs> good, good for the longtime listeners.
0: <laughs> Man, we're just blowing the lid off of this week after week after week. We just keep coming back. We keep coming back with the hottest Newest lid, and then you know what we do? (laughs) Blow that fucker right off!
1: off. Everybody's like, "Wait, is that a lid?" And then it's like, "Baby nation, not anymore, motherfuckers!" Blown off. Man,
0: Cam Newton is Jamie Newton. Huge, Uh, huge if true.
1: uh, So we gotta, so we gotta put this on our list. We gotta call up Kanye. And ask him if he's taking fashion advice from (laughs) these novels, which we know is true. Yeah,
0: we'll have him on the show someday. That's a promise. And we gotta call up Cam and be like, "Hey, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Hi,
1: hi. Hi, hi. (laughs) Hi, hi, Mr. Newton. Hey." And he's gonna be like, "How do you know? (laughs) How do you know? Who told you?"
0: Nope. Jack's getting a call from. uh, All right. I assume our dinner. Cut all this out.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: It's yes, it's me. Oh, are you here? I'll buzz you up. It's our dinner. Um, Tonight we got vegan Chinese food from a place called, well, I'm not going to tell you because then you'll be able to triangulate our position. Um, I was just talking to the Baby Nation as you were out grabbing our food. Let's get back to brass tacks. Let's get back to brass tacks. So, I only took
1: a couple notes this week. No, hang on. Hang on. We're done with the ghost. No, we're not done with the ghost, (laughs) my friend. So, you have conceded to me three out of three ghosts yeah 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 now i want to bring this home there is a fourth ghost that is present at dawn's house nikki we'll call that 3.5 <laughs> it, it, for for listeners who didn't read the book Nikki. it Newton. turns out that a lot of the moaning and thumping that dawn hears that makes her think there's a ghost ended up being nikki nikki pike who's a precocious 8-year-old boy a precocious boy whose siblings were taunting him and he was hiding in the secret passage in Don's house though a lot of the things that Don hears that sound ghostly are accounted for by Nikki but there are some things that aren't i want to get back to that later because yeah. so Nikki is ghost 3.5 that's not an actual ghost sure that's a person who accounted for some of the ghostly sounds uh-huh. ghost number 4 i'm sorry
0: I pulled away the, from the mic to yawn, and Jack yeah. decided to just live in
1: that moment. Yeah, uh, here's why: when you're talking to someone and they <laughs> lean all the way back in their chair and let out like an outrageous yawn, it, 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 it has a, a habit of like slowing your. your it was outrageous. A it was bit. cartoonish. <laughs> let me tell you, the fourth ghost. Yeah, and this is substantiated by previous books. It's the Holy Ghost. <laughs>
0: explain religion has never come up in these books
1: oh okay great do you remember when we were in berlin and we talked about a little novel i don't called... remember
0: much of berlin man
1: let me <laughs> that was a haze let me bring you back there my man we were in Berlin. Everyone else was out at Bergkind, yeah, dancing in the club and doing like cool Berlin art stuff. We were just quietly we were, seeing we our home, Airbnb getting high, r- <laughs> r- rushing our way through a little book called Dawn and the Impossible Three. Yeah, well, they've never come back up those those Impossible Three. The Holy Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so. Dawn and the Impossible Three is so obviously a book about Dawn's struggle with her faith. It's Dawn's struggle with the Impossible Three, which is the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And traditionally, if you were struggling with your faith in kind of a broad sense, you would struggle with the idea of the Trinity – and once you've kind of got that on board, which I think Dawn did by the end of Dawn and The Impossible Three, the next Dawn point of view naturally is Dawn struggling with the Holy Ghost, which is the idea of God's manifestation on Earth, God's messenger to people. This She's is struggling your with. One. This is your weakest ghost. Are you kidding me? I'm into it. You're kidding it. me. I'm going to concede book, it. The I'm last book give it had you. obvious biblical significance in the title, and this book is about. Boy, crazy like literally Stacy? the Holy Ghost. No, the last Dawn book was Dawn Is the and the Apostles. Stacy Three. crazy for Jesus? No, the Dawn books are religious.
0: Okay. She's not a religious person. She's like a uh West she's Coast not,
1: liberal atheist.
0: She she's like not eats out.
1: kale. Do you have any ability to read beyond like just the like the superficial level of the text? Jack, we're nine episodes in. Yeah. And I think I've made it abundantly <laughs> clear that I am totally Incapable of reading beyond the surface level. Of you're text. not, if you're not slightly compelled by this, that the first book has obvious Trinity reference and the second book with Don ha- has an obvious Holy Ghost okay, reference. Okay, okay, I'm willing me- to
0: go there with you, but if the next book is not about Don's struggle with either God or Jesus, okay, you've lost me. Okay, fine. You make that promise to me now. I promise you. You make that vow.
1: I promise you that if in there's five no books from now, you've got to make the case. Yeah. That Dawn is struggling. I'm gonna be looking for it. Her faith. Yeah, because this just jumped out at me.
0: (laughs) This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm. What would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello everyone, this is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? My own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website wetterhelp.com back from the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is, like, getting people wet who don't want to be wet. So it's, like, stepping in a puddle or, like, sitting on a bench that's wet. That's us. Like, that's what we do share this with a friend one like one prayer i will follow through on the like prayer stuff too i will be praying all night i would use today's sponsor betterhelp.com um of course i can't i am evil tanner i can only use the deep web we do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com it's called worsehelp.com it's not good but i think betterhelp.com is great from everything i've heard
1: Uh, Let me just bring this home. As you know, the Holy Ghost manifests in three standard ways. Yeah, yep. As a flame. Bush. No. Tablets. No, just let me say it. Dove. Yes. All right. Shit. You know your shit. I went to Catholic school. (laughs) As a flame, as a dove, and as a breath of air, as wind. In a bush. No, not as a bush. Yeah, Moses. No, that's not the Holy Ghost, dog. That's God. Let's just not. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hey. Yeah. Use for you, bud. They're all um, the same thing. They're one thing. So the way that they discovered— The Father,
0: the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all one thing. Yes, that's The true. Holy Trinity. The triune
1: God. Great. So he also
0: appears as a bush. Okay, true. Blow it out your ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm even going to give it to you. I think that probably the burning bush is Holy Spirit-esque because fire tends to signify the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Um, I'm going to give it to ass. you. And I just <laughs> – is that, is that what you learn in Catholic school? Yeah. <laughs> um, every time this ghost appears, it appears as a puff of wind. It appears as air conditioning that's coming through this hole that Dawn falls through, which is how she discovers the secret passage in the first place. Mm-hmm. A hole in her barn. A trapdoor in her barn that she falls through conveniently. Yeah, and they keep ha- having weird little gusts of wind that spook them out, and that's how they are alerted to the presence of this ghost. That's all. It's I mean, there's also ghost. howling. There's also scratching yeah. at
0: the wall. Right. Are you saying Jesus is some kind of, like, spooky raccoon? Who's <laughs> 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 just, like, scratching at walls and, like, yeah.
1: trying to get into a house to get their, like, sweet, like garbage. I'm not not saying that, and I think I could work with that metaphor. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, uh, a spooky raccoon was trying to get into my garbage.
0: Yeah, And there was one, one, there set, was of one set of footprints. <laughs> <feet>. <laughs> Is that where you were going? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all I got. Um, I got a few more things I want to talk about. That's it. That's no, all. let me read my... I
0: took two notes this week. All right, let's hear them. The first note, there's a man in this book whose
1: name is Anus. (laughs) (laughs) E-N-O-S. Anus. Anus. (laughs) Anus. Sure, I'll take it.
0: He's in the history of Stony Brook. He's he's... Jared's father.
1: (laughs) His name is Anus. Jared is the ghost, (laughs) and his dad is called Anus. (laughs) Okay, all right, you got me. That's one. Uh, That's it? Yeah.
0: That's it. That's one of my two notes, okay. and I don't want to blow my next one too quickly, so I'll let you do something else, but Anus Cotterfield. Cotterly. i got some, I got some
1: more things I want to talk
0: about. Great. <laughs> glad you, I'm glad you did the hard work this week. <laughs> oh, I got another one. Hit me. No, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for my new segment. Let's do your new segment, man. Let's hear it. What's your new segment? Burn of the Week. Ooh. Every book has some, some of the hottest burns. You've ever read. Um, so I want to introduce a new segment called uh, "Burn of the Week." Uh, Burn of the Week." Don's mom is dating. Ugh. Trip. Don's grandparents mm-hmm. have a friend whose son is named Trip. Mm-hmm. And Trip is dating. Mm-hmm. Don's mom. Correct. And when they first discover the hole, the chasm, mm-hmm. the passage, Don's mom is out on a date with Trip. Mm-hmm. The power goes out. They discover this hole. Dawn and her brother Jeff. They they in a panic, like sort of flee out of the hole, and then sort of begin to distract themselves by making fun of Trip, who's got a very make funnable name. Mm-hmm. His name is Trip, short for Theodore. Short for Theodore, and they're they're kind of ragging on him a little bit. And then at one point, Jeff says, "I bet he plays golf,"
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: which I thought was just a really great burn. Yeah. Like I bet he plays golf, and then he like he says it through laughter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They both lose it.
0: Yeah, they both lose it. I bet he wears pink socks, and and then like Trip later shows up, and his
1: friends call him something like Trip Man. Trip later shows up. His date gets aborted because they're like freaking out, and Trip and Don's mom, Mrs. Schaefer, show up at the house. And Don and Jeff, her brother, can't stop laughing at Trip <laughs> no matter what he says. Because yeah. <laughs> he's just this golf-playing asshole. Yeah, who wears pink shirts. Okay, so this this actually segues pretty well into the kind of the final thing I really want to talk about, which is this section of my notes okay. that I have Classic. entitled Don's Dumb Mom. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck happened to Mr. Spear, Marianne's dad, that Don's mom was dating, and it was going so fucking well. She's dating this asshole named Trip Gwynn. Yeah, I don't who's know. He's just a fucking tool, man. He shows up, and like, Don has discovered this cool secret passage that has ghosts in it, and Trip Gwyn is just like poo pooing it and not interested and like f- being a fucking dick, and his name is Trip, and he probably plays golf. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, it's a bummer. I thought I really thought Mrs. Schaefer and Mr. Spear were like an item. They were hot and heavy. Last time we checked in on them, they were hot and heavy. They were at a picnic. So okay. So. But now it's like now it's like sort of dried up a little bit and Mrs. Schaefer's like dating around. It's, oh man, I wrote
1: down this burn. I bet he plays golf. I wrote down the I bet he plays golf burn and it gets better. Uh I bet he has short hair, wears wire rimmed glasses and has gray eyes, but wears contacts to make them look yeah. blue. <laughs> It's like super specific, but so fuck this dude, fuck this motherfucker. No, her trip's cool. No, fuck trip. And like right now, I love Don and I love Don's mom, but she's making some bad decisions. Yeah, Mr. Spear is awesome. He's the coolest. So she's dating around. It, it sounds like she's dating around. She's she's People on whatever, date, whatever the '80s equivalent of Tinder was, and is like finding dudes in Stony Brook and dating them. Friends with her parents. Yeah, I think that's what that was. Yeah. Uh, she's dating around. She finds Trip Gwyn. They're on. It sounds like they know each other a little bit, so they've been on a couple of dates. Motherfucker wears a suit and tie to the date.
0: You've never worn a suit and tie on a date. No. Did you go to homecoming? Yes, sh- sure. Do you know He's, who's these... your who's your date for homecoming?
1: My friend Gus's sister, Alicia. <laughs> oh, cute. Yeah. Ask me. Who is your
0: date for homecoming? I took a volleyball.
1: Oh, uh, okay. I thought it would be
0: the funniest thing in the world if i took wilson from the hit movie castaway oh that is funny as a date to my high school homecoming that's funny and it killed but yeah i was forever branded the guy who took
1: a volleyball to homecoming um let me just wrap trip up in a little bit of a bow seriously he's he's 32 35 shit that's how old i am so Try, try to put yourself into the mind frame of somebody who is your literal age. Yep. Would you wear a suit and tie to a fucking date? I don't know. It's like 2016 now. No, but like... No, not in the 80s either, man. That's some weird shit. I
0: don't know. What I, you know what I would probably wear on a date is one of those giant David Byrne. Suits. Oh, that's cool. shoulder pads. <laughs> and I would do that arm thing he does, where he like wags his arms around. I would
1: just wear an oversized T-shirt like Claudia wears. Oh, and Kanye. I'd be like, trust me, this is gonna be cool in <laughs> about twenty-five years. Um. Okay, so that's that sucks for a trip, but Don's mom. Okay, again, second date, second date between Don's mom and Mrs. Schaefer and Trip Gwynn. Trip's
0: kind of a cool name.
1: All right, so you're halfway there. Yeah. All right, do get get there. Trip, are you listening to me? Yeah. Hey, Trip. Yeah. I loved our first date. Yeah. It's me, Mrs. Schaefer, Don's mom. Are we, we role playing? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Let me get in character. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've got a giant David Byrne suit on. I'm fighting yeah. my arms around. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. Trip, what's
1: that sure for? Theodore.
0: Oh, that's very
1: cool. Do you play golf? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Quite a bit of golf, actually. Listen. Yeah. I loved our first date. Oh, me too. Me it was too. so cool and yeah, romantic. Yes. We went to that one Italian restaurant in Stony Brook. Oh. You know the one the Prezioso family goes to? Yeah, racist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can be racist against Italians. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I haven't lost interest yet. <laughs> anyway, I was thinking we should have a second date. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Are you interested? Yes. Can I plan this one? It was so awesome that you took me out to that Italian restaurant, but it's my turn to plan a date. Yes. Okay, trip. Here's what I was thinking. Uh-huh. You and I
0: I'm go
1: listening together. Yeah. You dress up in your nicest suit. David Burns. Yeah. Oversized always popping. Oh. <laughs> Why are you adopting my mannerisms also? I don't know. <laughs> But listen, let me get to what this date I yes. is. Yes. It's a fucking fantastic date. Yes. We go to my parents' house. No. <laughs> okay. Are they?
0: My parents. Yes. Oh. My parents. I Mr. know
1: them. My parents are friends with them. Mr. and Mrs. whatever my maiden name is. And we go to my parents' house. Yes. We'll hang out there. Yes. Until my daughter calls me. Oh. And then we'll go over and like put out some, because, because the house is haunted. Yes. We'll come back. (laughs) You actually seem still interested.
0: (laughs) You lost me for a little bit, but you had (laughs) me again at Haunted House.
1: We'll go back to the Haunted House, and you can explore some secret passages. Oh. Alright, let's pull out it let's pull out. okay. Let's I refuse, <laughs> I'm too far in. <laughs> Stop it. Why are you talking like that, Trip? Stop it. Go home. I've also been Get flapping out. my arms like David Byrne this entire time. I'll exercise you <laughs> <laughs> The fifth ghost at Don's house is Trip. There is no human man who would go on that date. Don's mom. I mean, they also go out to dinner together. Fucking goes.
0: No, they just go to her parents' no, house. No, you misread the text. They go out to dinner and then they go to her parents' house. <laughs> it's the worst. Trip is like, oh yeah, second date, and I'm gonna get lucky tonight. <laughs> they go out to dinner, and she's like, okay, back to let's just back to my parents. House. <laughs> just to make it abundantly clear, we're gonna go back to my parents' house, uh, and my daughter's gonna call halfway through. Ugh.
1: We only have a few minutes left. Yeah. I thought your tearful moment this week was going to be Disneyland Daddy. No, don't don't pro- project onto me. Oh, is it because your daddy never even took you to Disneyland? It's absolutely not. <laughs> He's just a...
0: I'm not sure my real biological father has ever left Minnesota. <laughs> to be... T- perfectly honest
1: so he like he took you he would take you to like the brewery tour one time he took me to apple river wisconsin and we went tubing and uh at one
0: point i we were tubing down a river and it takes like pretty much all day to get down this river um and for the most part it's real relaxed you're just tubing you're going real slow Mm -hmm. um i was kind of dragging my feet along the bottom of the river and i felt something slippy a little slippy Mm-hmm. And I reached down with my hand after my foot had touched it, and I grabbed it with my hand and I pulled it up triumphantly from the water, and it was the biggest rubber dildo you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. And I just I just <laughs> like Rocky Balboa shot it up over my head. And I was like, Yeah. And I was all of nine years old. Ten. Maybe, just like <laughs> yeah.
1: I did not expect that story to have the payoff. Look time. at what I found!
0: And everyone just everyone around me in their tubes is just like yeah. <laughs> is that what Minnesota Disneyland Dan is? Found the hugest dildo.
1: <laughs> oh, that was fantastic! Oh man,
0: it was a really good time. Um, so that's that's the kind of that's the kind of Disneyland, Daddy. I had. <laughs> Ugh. In those in those contexts, oh, it seemed really weird. But yeah, I found a giant dildo when I was
1: like. 10 and we 11. laugh to keep from crying. <laughs> like other kids, their story is they got like a cool Mickey Mouse doll. Yeah, I just found from a, their absent father I found a
0: huge dildo in a river.
1: <laughs> that's your one memory of your dad. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that uh, this has been another psychotherapy session for you, and um, we really, really need to wrap up. I have a section in my notes called the haunting, mm-hmm. and it kind of, it kind of. you have already gone into your fucking ghosts, man. We know. No, the, this is the actual haunting. Anus's son. House was built in 1795. It's like a large, creepy dollhouse. The house is for smaller people. The house is alive. <laughs> Those are my notes, just kind of read in order.
0: You know that smaller people thing is a myth. We've gone over this before on the show. Great. So, That's
1: not a thing. Yeah, people were not smaller. They were not the smaller. It just
0: saved wood. Right. It saved on construction costs. Okay, but here's Because it's I'm, not that hard to stoop through a doorway. Listen,
1: here's what I want to talk about. In We've life.
0: been over this before. I know, but here's what They're I want to talk about. They're not ta- tiny people. I They're get not doll people. I understand. No, I feel like you're going to try to sell me right now that this was some kind of doll person community. <laughs> you want to know what's... Where it? everyone were, was these like... Like, (laughs) porcelain-skinned doll people living in this community together. It's not the case, Jack. Okay. It was just saved on construction costs. It's not a dollhouse. They're not doll people. Thank you. Okay.
1: Great. Allow me to elaborate. Don specifically says the house is like a dollhouse because all— Jack,
0: they're not doll people. I'm not saying they're doll people. Okay. Go ahead.
1: I am, but not the way you think. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. Don specifically says it's like a tiny dollhouse because the rooms are so small. Yeah, and then there's all this fucking haunting shit that happens. Then they go to the Perkins home, and there's a dollhouse, and there's this girl called Gabby. Yeah, who who is Gabbers. freaky as fuck in the context of this book. Yeah, her name's Gabbers. Her name is Gabby or Gabbers, and she calls everyone by their full name. Right. She's like f- supposed to be five or six years old. Right. But she calls Marianne Marianne, Marianne Spear. Spear. Right. She calls Don Don Schaefer. Yeah. Uh, because this book is so spooky that that caught me as one of these people who like pretend to be a child because they look small. <gasps> oh, it's
0: like that movie, The Orphan.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, you think she's a doll person? So no, I don't think she's a doll person. But they have a dollhouse in their in their Jack, playroom. She's a doll person. Listen, let me let me let me get you okay. here. Okay. Okay. They All have right. a dollhouse in their playroom, and Gabby is Gabbers. playing with a doll. And says, it's not really her doll. Oh, yeah, spooky. It's mine, but I let her use it. (laughs) Why would you – you don't use a doll. You don't use a doll. You play with a doll. You want to know how you would use a doll? Yeah. If you had a dollhouse in your house that was actually standing in for a real house that people lived in. Doll people. Doll people. (laughs)
0: too spooky man you're freaking me out do you feel me, me on this yeah you're freaking the me out now man the doll house
1: in the Perkins' house is controlling the house that Dawn lives in it's really spooking me out right now yeah you wanna know what else is spooking out here's a. I'm gonna to walk home after this man I'm gonna see doll
0: people all over the streets every dude I pass is gonna be like a doll person now
1: god that's just Brooklyn nowadays that's the thing about <laughs> Bed-Stuy it's all it's, it's all doll fucking people. doll don't people, triangulate man. man
0: don't tell people where you live <laughs> they'll be able to hone in on us
1: just look for the doll people. Yeah, look for all the doll people in bed <laughs> Um, Listen. Baby Nation. Baby Nation. Ah, <sighs> oh, fuck. I don't know what's... Oh, yes! You know what? I know what's coming up next week. I hope this is true. It's my literal favorite book in the Babysitter's Club series. I've mentioned it a couple of times before on previous episodes. This week, we read The Ghost at Dawn's House, book nine. Next week, get ready for a bombshell. Book number ten, a Marianne point of view called Logan Likes Mary Marianne. Ooh! Oh,
0: Logan Likes
1: Marianne, it's a. There's an exclamation point at the end of it. <laughs> and you know what? I don't want to give away too much because this is a truly stunning piece of literature. Who's that, Logan. Do god, you know him yet? You're asking all the right questions, my man. No, we have no idea who, who Logan is. Oh, is it Wolverine? Here's the one. Oh thing. man, can you imagine how cool it would be if it was Wolverine? <laughs> oh shit! I <laughs> think that is a crossover. I am ready for. Oh god, I hope that's true. I think this may be you coming in your element here. You can go into some deep Marvel back catalog. Oh
0: man, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> now read next week's book, assuming you're gonna that be like, it's and, Logan, aka uh, in, in episode
1: uh, 75, Logan likes adamantium. Uh, there are a lot of parallels. Uh, a terrible name for a comic book. <laughs> he hates adamantium, dude. It's his burden. <laughs> he hates and loves it. No, he
0: hates it. It's really? a bur- It's an it's a, an incredible burden on him. Okay. It hurts every time he pops his claws. Haven't you seen X-Men?
1: Well, I, I don't want to give away too much, but it <laughs> hurts every time Logan looks at Marianne in a good way. Next week, Next Logan week. likes Marianne. This has been the Babysitter's Club Club. I've been Jack Shepard. I've been Tanner Greenring. Claudia's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you'd think boys had just been invented. Bum 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 bum. <laughs> In
0: 1987, Man and Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult, and now it's
1: time—the Babysitters
0: Club
1: club. Ring. Thank you, Scott Lamb, first ever baby boy.
0: Oh, and thank you, Andrea Hickey, for our beautiful cover art.
1: Yep, thank you to both of those people.
0: Do the sign off again now, because that's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the way the, the episode
0: ends Tanner, do you have something to say? Yeah, special thanks to our friend Scott Lamb Who wrote our theme song He's our very first baby boy And special thanks to Andrea Hickey Our very who, first baby girl Our very first baby girl Who drew our cover art Which we use on every episode from two on <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, great
0: I kind of made the shitty cover art for the first two episodes But now we're using this very good cover art by Andrea Hickey Jack?
1: Claudia's wearing a bra now and the way she talks, you'd think boys had just been invented. Boom 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 boom. boom I don't boom, think we have boom, to sing long. In eighty six, Anna Martin wrote the first book
0: in what became
1: a it's time. The baby city's club, club.
0: I want you to perfectly sync that up.
1: I did last time. Did you? Yeah. Did we sing it last time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was trash last time great good night everybody
0: on the table i'm petting his soft tiny belly how
1: are my levels jack's cat is on the table petting his soft little belly scratching his head scratching
0: his head he's rubbing his glands all over my phone